Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chakras and Customers. And today I have a very exciting topic. <laughs> I'm just so excited to talk about this. So I have a Miss Jennifer, and she is talking about uh, how she manifested her divorce. And she is also a blogger, digital entrepreneur, and has so many new exciting things coming your way. So I really, really am excited to have her. Jennifer, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Hi, how are you? I'm so glad to be here. Just so you know, I have my dog on my lap. So if you see little ears pop up, that's what's happening over here. He's just a little chihuahua. He's my emotional support puppy. Um, So yeah, so I'm a dog mom, a coffee addict, a serial entrepreneur, multi-passionate. I've got so many things going on because I've learned that my human design type is manifesting generator. I'm learning a lot about this, Mm -hmm. which means it makes sense that I have a lot of passions and it makes sense that I like, like to jump from project to project and dabble in a whole bunch of different things and be really creative and follow my energy. So, um, yeah, I have a blog. I have an upcoming podcast, which we're going to talk a little about a little bit later. I have a handmade or Etsy shop. I, I'm always doing something new and creative. I kind of joke that like I have crafting ADHD, but really what it boils down to is I get bored really easily and like to try new things. Oh. And that also pertains to my entrepreneurial journey just as much. Yes. And I love that mindset that, um, that you have that you almost called yourself like a crafting ADHD, but then the actuality is you just kind of get bored very easy. And that's something that's a trait about you, which is really similar with me as well. I do get a little um, bored and I would like to kind of talk a little bit about you, like um, some of your traits, like, cause you said that you are a manifester generator. You looked that up on a, it's human design, right? Your human yeah. design chart. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, I'm not like, I'm definitely not a human design coach. I don't know that much about human design. I know a lot of people are now talking about it and kind of like mm-hmm. saying like what it's about. And so I did look some of it up. Can you kind of tell me what is human design for people who don't know? So I don't know a ton about it. Cause I was really just kind of introduced to it as like, Oh, you must be a manifesting generator. I'm like, what is that? So I had to right. go research. And so I've been paying attention to what I am, but from my understanding, it's kind of taking personality types and astrological, um, like star chart kind of things and mashing the two together. Um, and there's, I think six different types or seven. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not the expert. If you want an expert, I can tell you who to talk to, but 
Um, I really have just become a lot more aware of who I am and how it influences me. Part of my manifesting journey um, has really been to discover who I am. That's really where it started for me. What I wanted, who I am, how that influences things. And ultimately it led to me getting divorced, (laughs) Um, which is what we're talking about today, kind of, sort of. Um, But really the journey for me to manifest this massive life change started with me getting tired of saying someday. I was saying someday a lot, like someday I will have this and someday I want to do this. And someday we can go here and we can have that and we can do these things. And then one day I just looked in the mirror and I was like, why does it have to be someday? Like, why, why can't I start working towards these things now? Why can't I figure out how to make this happen next week instead of 10 years from now? And so that's kind of where that like internal conversation is where everything pivoted for me right and from that moment on I was on this like journey that led me out of Texas and back home to Canada um and ultimately to the end of my marriage um which is I kind of laugh about it a little bit because I'm one of those people that like either have to find the humor in the situation or I start crying and once I start crying I'm never gonna stop so we look for the funny we look for the happy or the 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 positive opportunities for me anyways that's where I focus um just so I can keep moving forward because otherwise I'll just freeze and I don't want to freeze and that's not who I am so what did what does manifesting mean to you and how do you use it every day so manifesting to me is really this combination of faith and action Mm -hmm. it's knowing and trusting that the universe absolutely has my back but I still have to show up and do my part so it's this 50 50 right so it's me showing up and putting in my effort and my 50 percent trusting that the universe has already got everything else figured out and by my step of faith and moving forward with the things that I'm believing for and manifesting that the universe is like cool she's taking action that means she's ready or cool she's learning this lesson she's almost ready um And, you know, and it's, I think a lot of people look at manifesting because it's really like a buzz thing lately, like, especially the last couple of years, like, oh, I'm going to manifest my $100 million business or I'm going to manifest my dream car. And yes, you can absolutely put that on your vision board and expect it to come to you. Mm -hmm. But what are you doing in the meantime? You, you ask for what you want and then you go to work on your part of the deal and you release the outcome. I manifested the house that I'm in right now and I manifested a trip back to Canada so that I could live, you know, where my family is. And I manifested this dog that's on my lap right now because (laughs) I needed a companion, you know, and I, I've absolutely manifested the right people at the right time in my life, asking me the right questions, even though they hurt like hell to take me on this journey without realizing that's what I was asking for. Cause I asked for my business to be up-leveled. I asked for my dreams to come true. I asked for peace and and calm in my home. And as a result, (laughs) that meant someone had to go ultimately Mm -hmm. because they were not on the same journey. And so it kind of, kind of one of those be careful what you ask for type things because when I started this journey for me five years ago I never in a million years thought I'd end up divorced I thought I was in Texas for life I was I I thought I was happy and in my relationship it was okay our relationship was okay we had a couple of really great years we had a couple of okay years and then we had a couple of well I don't 
like you, but I choose to love you because you're my husband kind of years. And then, it, and then it got really toxic the last couple of years, because what happened is I started to shift and change and he couldn't keep up. He didn't want to keep up. And so the more I pursued what I knew was my destiny, what I knew was meant for me, what I absolutely understood to be true about who I am and what I am capable of, the less he was on board for everything that all of my ideas, and I got crazy ideas. Like I am just absolutely full of ideas, which is one of the things about my human design and being a manifesting generator, full of ideas, full of energy for those ideas until the energy's gone and then I bounce. (laughs) Um, Now that could be true, for relationships if I let it be but I was I was in it to win it I was fully committed to this until one day I realized that I was absolutely lying to myself about that you know someone asked me are you you happy are you actually happy with him and I was like well I'm not unhappy and then I went well shit (laughs) if I'm not unhappy that means I'm not happy either I was in this like ambiguity in my relationship Mm -hmm. and now I, I can honestly say that I did everything humanly possible to try to save my marriage before I was willing to walk away. Cause I really believe commitments are important. And when you make a commitment, like a marriage, you know, different people have different perspectives, but to me, it meant a lot being right. married meant a lot to me. And I didn't want to just walk away, but at the end of the day, it was no longer serving me. It had become toxic and toxic and unhealthy. And ultimately like that relationship was really starting to take a toll on who I am and my physical health because it had become so unhealthy and I, I still love him. I still want nothing but the best for him. I still want him to succeed and go pursue his own dreams and do his own thing. And I wish him nothing but the best, but to get to that place, I had to walk through some hard things and have some hard conversations and ask him to pursue me and ask him to take part in our marriage and ask him to do things differently. And the answer was always no. Okay. And that makes me sad because yeah. I really, I wanted it to work. I really did. Um, I'm going to cry now because it's been about a year since I came to this realization that it wasn't going to, nothing was going to change and I couldn't fix yeah. it because a relationship's two people. Mm-hmm. So in the process of manifesting the absolute best version of who I am and what I'm capable of, that means shedding some layers. It means shedding relationships and sometimes a life partner has to go too, because if they're not willing to go on that journey with you, then the universe is either going to remove them or bring them up to snuff. One of the two. Yeah. So when you first started going through this process, did you know, like, I, did you already know you were a manifester generator when you first started? Okay. Nope. I only figured out the manifesting generator part in January, I think January, okay. February, okay. around the time that I got on clubhouse, someone right. was like, I know what human design type you are. And I'm like, what's human design. Now I learned like two or three years ago, what my Enneagram type was. And I'm a three wing four, which means like a lot of creative energy, a lot of passion, the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. I I've jokingly asked my friend who's really into human design to create her own type of like thing where she takes your human design, your manifesting, like your human design, your Enneagram, your IBTQ, whatever, Myers-Briggs, like all of the numbers, all of the letters, put them into a thing, read my star chart and tell me how to live my life. (laughs) Wouldn't that be simple? Wouldn't it be awesome? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. 
it I'm just would like, be- I would pay you a lot of money for that. A lot of money. If you could just take my birthday, take my star chart and tell me what decisions to make. Awesome. Yeah. But it doesn't work like that. No, <laughs> unfortunately. It doesn't. So at an, I would say for me at an early age, I always knew that I had the capability of manifesting and, um, like, I mean, a few of the things I've manifested, like I've manifested my son, I say, because I wanted a boy. So I made sure the gender was a boy. (laughs) So there was a lot of things that I knew I was capable of doing at a very early age. So it was never like, and I'm not a manifestor generator, actually by human design. I'm a um, generator is what I am. So mm-hmm. I, cause I looked it up, but in all honesty, I go off more of like astrology and stuff. So yeah. I go off of, more off of my birth chart and um, what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. So for, for when you realize that you can make certain things happen and take um, certain elements and bring it into existence. You have to be like almost very like careful because sometimes mm-hmm. when you are manifesting, you can manifest things like, um, you know, anxiety, or you can manifest something that isn't always the most beneficial. Yeah. And at the time, I mean, obviously you said that while it is your divorce and everybody sees this probably mostly like as a hard time. And it definitely was because, you know, it's something that you decided to spend time with this person for, to get married to. And obviously you love them and 10 years yeah, together, 10 years, which is a long time. That's a long time. And then you now have started to manifest who you are and how you are growing and becoming. And when you started that process, did you think at any time he's not going to be down for this ride? I didn't know what I was getting myself into, to be honest. Like when I first kind of started exploring manifestation and kind of dabbling in what that was, and I was just looking to make more money, like really it boiled down to, Ooh, I can manifest more money. I can make things happen in my life by just tweaking a few things and working on my mindset. Honestly, the manifestation was like the umbrella word for the ultimate journey of self-discovery for me. That's where it started because what I realized is I grew up very religious, um, a very, on a very religious home that believed in the Bible and Jesus and faith and miracles and things like that. So manifestation made sense to me a hundred percent. It was just a different word for what I grew up with because I, as a kid, same kind of story. Like I manifested things, not realizing that's what I was doing. I asked for, I expected it to show up. It showed up. No biggie. Um, so it gave me a really solid foundation for expecting those things to happen. But I didn't realize that this was the path I was on until I was knees deep. And like, there was no turning back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what the one thing I have definitely learned to be true is that where you focus your attention is where things start to show up. So you're right. You can manifest anxiety. You can manifest car accidents. It happened to my mom. She was really obsessed with this new car she'd been gifted. And she was so focused on nobody dinging her car. She had three accidents in six months. Um, and I was like, mom, (laughs) mom, stop it. Like you're like literally, but where you put your focus, where you put your thoughts, where you put your attention 
You're, mm -hmm. you are giving energy. You're giving life. There is power in the words that we speak and the thoughts that we think. So if you are thinking about, oh my gosh, I hope this, you know, this doesn't happen. Oh my gosh, I hope this doesn't happen. Oh my gosh, I hope this doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you go to work on being the best version of yourself, you are going to get the best version of yourself, but there are people who are going to fall off on the journey. Yeah. And that's, that's the honest to God's truth. I've yeah. seen it happen to so many of my friends who have been on a similar journey to me and it hasn't always been their marriage. It might be a family member. It might be a, a friend situation where you are evolving and to become the best version of who you are. And we are on an ever evolving journey. People are in our lives for seasons. I learned a lot of lessons in Texas and a lot of things about myself. I would have never learned any other way. And I have zero regrets about my life there. Zero. The only regret I have is maybe I didn't listen to the signs a little bit early, but even then the journey that I was on, how I got home to Canada, the great past the Jennifer game of 2020 in the middle of COVID. Oh my God. It's a whole story. It could be a movie, but like, I wouldn't have had those experiences and made those connections. And I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't gone on this like epic journey of sorts. Um, and I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't change it for the world. I wish there's a part of me that wishes he could have come along on this journey and would have been open to that, the possibilities and the life experiences we could have had together, but he wasn't. And I cannot force anyone else to come on this journey with me. Right. So the reality is he made his choices and I made mine. And the, at the end of the day, I get to look back and say, I did everything in my power. I made all of the choices I could to make the most of the situation and I can walk away in peace. And I think that's real, a really important part of this for right. me, especially, you know, I wouldn't have been able to walk away if I hadn't been able to say, I gave this a thousand percent of who I am and it's not working. It's not going to change. It's time for me to go. Right. And I want to talk about this because I think when people see manifestation or hear manifestation or law of attraction, we automatically think, oh, I'm going to, you know, have this amazing house. I'm going to find this amazing job and I'm going to do all this stuff that is going to bring me more money or more income or more whatever stuff. And mm -hmm. what people don't really see is that the manifesting around us sometimes brings us a lot of clarity of where we are blocked and where we are not really happy or we're mm -hmm. not really moving forward in the direction of actually seeing and then receiving and getting or achieving those things that we are quote unquote manifesting or mm -hmm. trying to, um, become closer to, or one with. So when you started to go on this journey of becoming a, you know, a, um, more of who you are and more of a, um, who you are within and taking in that you wanted to make more money and you wanted to kind of get into this uh, manifesting area and continue your journey. Did you see like, I, I guess, I guess say, did you see signs? Like, I know you said it was getting toxic, but did you see signs like, okay, if I keep going, there's a chance I might lose my marriage. Maybe I'm really stubborn. 
Okay. But I wasn't, I wasn't willing until 2020 to really look at my relationship in a light that was less than flattering. Like I was just, ch- I just chugged through um, and dug deeper and worked harder thinking that was the solution. Uh, Cause I didn't want to recognize that there was a possibility that this could cost me my, my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't something I was willing to accept until it was so evident that there was no other alternative. Okay. Um, so that was me just being super stubborn. Um, Cause there was definitely writing on the wall and there was definitely signs that other people had seen. Yeah. I, I'm blessed with friends who are really supportive and a family who's really loving and encouraging. And they tried to gently nudge me to realizations. And when the gentle nudge, You're like, hey take, girl, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, fortunately, nobody did that because I would have been like, whatever. Like, I put seven or eight years into this. I'm not walking away. Um, you know, when I when I said forever, I meant it. I really did. Within you know, forever within as much as was my power. Um, so the, their gentle nudges, they uh, the the people who were influential in this realized that gentle nudges weren't going to work. They had to ask me questions at the right moments. And so my best friend was asking me very specific and intentional questions. She witnessed a few things when we were on like Zoom calls and stuff that she was like, what the hell is happening over there? And why are you putting up with that? Best friends always are yes, like, they do. Uh, girl, what is yes, going do. on over there? Right? Yeah. What is he doing in the background? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, why did he just say that when he knew you were on a call that's supposed to be a business call? Like, what, what is happening over there? Yeah. Um, there was, there was some less than ideal things happening in the background. And who do you talk to when you're frustrated and stressed out about your relationship, your best friend, your mom. And so these people started asking me very intentional questions that when I was actually honest with myself, there was no escaping that something was really wrong. There was some really wrong things happening. And when I was finally willing, because you have to be willing to see the truth in front of you, because you can, the forest for the trees thing is very real, especially in relationships. You have to be willing to accept that the answer isn't actually what you want in order to be able to properly move forward. Right. And so when I, when I was actually willing to look at things and accept the answer for what it was, not for what I wanted it to be, that's when things really started to shift. And not only did my business start to grow and explode, It's so crazy because on one hand, I was getting exactly what I asked for from the universe. I was getting, you know, increase in revenue. I was getting better clients. I was getting, you know, a little more visible. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, every like, right, like the scales were tipping in opposite directions for me because my relationship was falling apart and it was getting more and more unhealthy and toxic and occasionally not so safe. Um, But my business was like, I was pouring all of my energy into my business because I was starting to recognize that it didn't matter what I did over here. There was no rescuing the relationship. And it was really just a matter of processing my exit strategy at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, it's kind of one of those, like the universe gives and the universe takes away, but really what it is, is it's the universe making space for more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's like when, when we, uh, do, start to think about like what it is that I'm on this journey for what is this actual pathway that's going to bring me because it's more of a personal fulfillment like Mm -hmm. what is going to bring me this personal fulfillment and the universe is saying well yeah you're putting 100% 
of your energy into this one area. So of course it's going to get fulfilled. Of course it's going to get fulfilled. If there's, I guess you could say areas where it isn't fulfilled, then that's sometimes that you have to weigh that out. Like for instance, if you are like, let's say you're working on a blog and you have a, I don't know, a, a job, but since you are now, you know, increasing your blogging and you're doing more influencing or you might not be able to go to your job as much or frequently as you would like. So it is really a a sense of where do you put that energy to and how is that going to make you fulfilled in the long run? Is that, you know, the best suit for you at the time? Um, So when you saw that it was now time to shift your energy completely and that the marriage was basically now coming to an end. How did you get on the track of manifesting this new life for yourself? It's kind of one of those, I have no choice, but to, right? Like it was like, okay, this is coming to a dead stop. You know, there was a a leaving date. There was, you know, a, a plan to get me to Canada And then I didn't know what was next. And so it was this process of asking for the best possible things for me. I didn't put any expectations on it. I just was like, okay, like you've got to have my back here because I'm, 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 I'm not drowning anymore. Cause for a while I felt like I was drowning. I'm treading water. Mm -hmm. I know I'm safe now, but like, I want, I deserve to be more than safe. I deserve to be better than Mm -hmm. just okay. And so I just started asking for whatever was next with no expectations, no limitations, no manipulations, none of the Asians. (laughs) I put them all, I took them all off the table and just said, whatever's best for me, line it up. I was in my mom's basement for four weeks and I moved into an apartment. The timing, the money amount was all perfectly aligned. That was furnished. I didn't have to worry about anything. I was in that apartment for two days and the universe brought me this dog because I had to leave mine in Texas and I was heartbroken over it. Um, Four months after that, or like actually uh, two months after I moved into the apartment, I was brought the perfect coach at the perfect time who was willing to work with me um, on a payment plan that I could fit inside of my budget, which helped move me like drastically and quickly in my business. Um, When I got this dog, I started saying, okay, I need a house by summer because a a dog in a fourth floor walk-up apartment is not ideal. It's not good. Especially, you know, little chihuahua, gotta go pee regularly. So- you know, I just started saying, okay, we're going to get you a house. We're going to get you a house with a yard. We're going to get you a house with a yard and a pretty porch. Cause I want to set a pretty porch. Right. And I just started speaking yeah. into existence, the things I wanted. And somehow it's all almost a blur because that was like January. I started speaking that. And in May I was in this house, gorgeous, wow. two bedroom, two bath, the, the bathroom of my, like the master bath of my dreams, a kitchen to die for space that feels really aligned with who I am and the life I want to create gorgeous like front porch that we love to sit and have coffee on in the neighborhood that's safe and charming to take him for nice long walks yeah right like and I I didn't have any expectations of what it would look like or where it would be but when I got to this house to look at it for the first time I said that's my house Ooh, love it that's my house like I walked in and like this is home yeah this is home and you know I've been out of the country for 10 years so there was really no reason for the landlord to trust that I would be a good tenant. I had no history here. My mom co-signed to just give him a little bit of peace of mind. 
And he's like, I'm going to take a chance on you. He's like, I don't know why, but I just feel like you're the right tenant for this place. So let's figure it out. And so we figured it out and I moved in like a week later. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. It's just been like the alignment has been so good and just trusting and saying, okay, Mm -hmm. I don't know what's next for me, but I know it's good. Right. And so I'm just going to keep moving forward in faith, trusting that it, what's next for me is amazing and it's going to be impactful and it's going to allow me to make an impact. And it's going to allow me to serve my clients and the people that need me in their business and in their life, because I'm a business coach. So, you know, there are people who need me. They need to learn the lessons that I've learned. They need the wisdom that comes with the life experiences I've had for whatever challenges they're facing. And I know one of the things I learned in my twenties through a hard situation, um, was I basically walked away from this thing. If I can take the lessons I'm learning today and use them to impart wisdom to someone at any point in the rest of my life, any point, I don't care when, but something I'm learning today will help somebody else down the road. Then there's some value in in this hard thing that I'm going through. There's some gold in this shit show of a moment to really move forward and and that was a lesson that like I was like okay I need to take this with me for the rest of my life and so I look at everything from the standpoint of this is hard this sucks this is not ideal this is not what I intended or what the universe really wants for me but there's something in here that I need to know there's something in here that I need to learn Because I think even when we manifest like less than ideal circumstances, Mm -hmm. there's still an opportunity to pull out a lesson that's going to lead us to like 10 levels deeper, right? Because when we learn that lesson, the universe can only give us what we're actually ready for. Because you can ask and you can wish and you can manifest and you can send all of your energy wherever you want. But if you're not actually ready to be a good steward of the greatness that you're asking for, you're not going to get the greatness that you're asking for. It's right. not going to happen because yeah. you have to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. So what, what are your favorite, um, like modalities that help you with your manifesting? Like if you were to almost make it like a tip or a strategy to give mm. to somebody else, what would you be your top three? Uh, I meditate a lot. Um, I'm not like any expert meditator. I really prefer guided meditations to take me on a journey. Those work very, very well for my brain because otherwise I bounce. I usually come up with really good ideas when I'm supposed to be manifest or de- to meditating. I'm right. like, oh, write that on the to-do list. So that's not so good. So we do guided meditations so I can track with someone else's voice. Um, guided meditations work really, really well for me. I love journaling and I spend a lot of time daydreaming. Um, or visualizing really would probably be the more proper woo-woo term. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, really just visualizing the life I want to live, how I want to feel, writing it down, taking time to be like, you know what? I, and I've processed some really big shifts in my business in the last three months because I took the time to be like, I don't love doing this thing anymore. Mm-hmm. What would I love to be doing instead? What is the thing that I should be spending my time, energy, and effort on? And right. writing about doing that thing. Well, two weeks later, someone hired me to do that thing and I could let go of the original thing that wasn't bringing me joy anymore. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so just really like dialing into how I want to feel and really focusing on the feelings because I believe wholeheartedly that you can manifest all kinds of physical things, but they're really just a, a 
physical representation of the feelings that you've already established for yourself. And you can feel a certain way with a choice, but you can't manifest your dream car with a choice. Mm -hmm. It's the start of a journey. That choice is the start of a journey to get to the dream car. But if you know how you would feel sitting in that dream car, you can make those feelings happen in an instant in any car doesn't matter what your dream car is and really embody that. And, and the universe starts paying attention to those, those moments where you're really just living in the way you want to feel, as opposed to churning out this energy around a, a thing or a place. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much more power in, in dialing into how we want to feel and how we want to live our lives and really experiencing that like day to day, visualizing, meditating around that. That's right. when the universe can go to work and, and get playful and get, get exciting and, get, and joyful around it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's true. Definitely the motion over the, um, the source of mm-hmm. an object or a, like, there's been a lot of, I guess you could say manifesting law of attraction coaches, um, healers or spiritual, uh, people that I followed. And when everything's just so centered off of money or success, or almost like this connection of, um, a numerological, uh, like digit where everything's just so concentrated on that. It's really, I'll be honest. It's very hard for me to stay connected with them and I almost lose interest and and it's like I feel like if everything that you're teaching people or preaching to people is all off of income and money it's not really the clearest of message and it's not really the clearest form that people should be seeking when they're trying to manifest and bring you know more greatness to them and at the end of the day if you manifest based on a number that number is not going to be sufficient anymore Mm -mm. because if you're saying I want you know let's take it from just like a number we all recognize as female entrepreneurs I want 10k months I want 10k months 25k months yeah that's all well and good but what are you going to do when you get there how is right. that going to make you feel? What's the next choices? Right. Yeah. So I'm envisioning my life now making $25,000 a month. How I, I, I actually sit here and I plan out how I'm going to spend my money and pay my bills in my head with $25,000 a month in the bank. And I, I do like really basic everyday type tasks with $25,000 a month in the bank. Right. Um, and planning things out based on that in my head and visualizing how that's going to make me feel, how yeah. I'm going to be a good steward of that resource right. because money is a resource. It's energy. We need to let it flow through us and back into the economy, especially right. to other female entrepreneurs, a little bit of a passion point there. Right. Um, but like yeah. it's meant to flow through us and onto the next place. And the more we allow it to flow through us, like the more it can flow through us, right. but we have to know what we're going to do with it. We have to know right. how it's going to make us feel. Because you can tap into those feelings of success and abundance and wealth and just amazingness yeah. in an instant with a really good, like calm breath and a moment of peace. And the universe recognizes that energy to be so much more powerful than just, I'm going to write 55 times for the next five days, this thing I want. Now I'm not saying that doesn't work, right? but your hand will cramp and you might be a little annoyed. <laughs> And you might get it and realize you don't need it. 
Right. Or you might get it and realize it's not actually what you wanted. Yeah. It's not even what you needed. Right. Because if you manifest yourself a hundred thousand dollar a month business, but you are not wise with your money or you're not fiscally responsible, or you're not an actually a good coach and you don't know how to steward what you've been given because resources, clients, money, things, it's all a resource. And if you can't be a good steward of it, Mm -hmm. you're going to lose it. Yeah. I have seen people crash and burn because they went up high really, really fast. Didn't know what the heck they were doing with it and burned out so quickly um, through their choices because you get, you get what you ask for. You will always get what you ask for, but can you keep it is a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's true. That is so true. So take us in and I haven't asked this question in a while. This is okay. one of my favorite questions to ask my okay. uh, guests. So this, this girl, this is your reality show, honey. This mm-hmm. is your show, mm-hmm. what you're doing. Take us on a day in a life with Jennifer as a manifesting generator. Like, what does that look like? How does it all come about? So are we talking like dream life or are we talking currently? We're talking currently, and you could put some of the dream life in there as well. Okay. Well, let's start off with saying I like naps. So there is always room in my life for naps because I, I, I put out a lot of energy. When I'm focused and dialed in, I like burn through energy reserves like nobody's business. So on my calendar, I live and die by my calendar. It's color coded. It's pretty. It stresses me out occasionally because there's not a lot of white space happening right now, but that's okay. Right. Um, there is a block in there every day. And I adjust it on a week to week basis where I get a 45 minute break to take a nap. I can eat, I can read a book. Usually I nap. Um, so to me, knowing that there's space in my day to day to do the things that I love that comes first. That's the first thing that goes on my calendar. It's the first thing I plan in my day, but I love having deep and meaningful conversations like this with people. I make space for that. That is a priority in my day every day. Like I want to have at least one really meaningful conversation with somebody, whether it's my sibling slash roommate or, you know, a neighbor or a potential client or clubhouse or whatever podcast interview, there has to be space. And I I manifest those because there are all kinds of days where there isn't anyone on my calendar and somebody pops up and was like, Hey, you got five minutes and 55 minutes later, right. Or two hours later. Right. Um, So that's a big part of who I am, but I also love to dial into a little bit of, of my ADHD side where I color code and I checklist and I cross things off and I'm making things happening because I'm a business coach, but I'm also a community manager for a couple of female, female centered communities that are happening that I love. Actually, that's how we connected um, through Lady Boss International. And I love being able to serve these communities in a way that dials into their core values, which is kind of my likes, like my passion point and brings them to the world in a way that feels good for everybody. Um, so I spend a lot of time managing tasks and project managing and doing those kinds of things, which makes my color coding ADHD, you know, overstimulated brain, just happy, (laughs) happy as heck. And then I take lots of walks with my dog. Like I'm, we go outside all the time. Now winter's coming. I'm dreading it. I spent 10 years in Texas. My knees already hurt and it's only September, but forgot how damp winters here are like I was just expecting cold and I forgot that it actually hurts your bones in Ontario right. it's awful right. it's um, cold. <laughs> but I'm I'm my next house because I'm already manifesting that my next house will have a nice fireplace in it with a 
a good old wood fire burning pit or something so that I can have nice dry hot spaces in my home but awesome I spend a lot of time thinking about what I want like big picture journaling I, it's part of my morning practice every morning to spend at least 15 to 20 minutes just writing out how I want my week to go how I want my month to go and where I want to be in one year and five and ten years depending on the day and just really envisioning like the best version of my life, because I truly believe a big part of my journey to get to where I am to man- manifest my divorce was that every day I can live my best life. I just have to know how my best life feels. Mm-hmm. And then it's simply a matter of tapping into those emotions and those feelings for a lot of people, you know, success is kind of like living on the beach with their laptop and a bikini. I'm, I'm not a beach bikini kind of girl. I'm like a log cabin, a frame in the mountains with lots of naps and like a hot tub kind of girl. And so I spend my time envisioning how that would make me feel. How, how blessed would I feel to be able to wake up in the morning with a gorgeous view? How blessed would I feel to like jump in a hot tub on a whim and be like, Oh, this feels so good on my bones. You know, we got to have good feeling bones sometimes. Or how amazing would it feel to be able to say to my family, hey, we're not doing anything this weekend. Let's go to Disneyland Paris, you know, yeah, when definitely. there isn't a pandemic. Those are the things I want to be able to do and say. And so those right. are the things that I envision and I really feel. And I, I don't want to say I chase those feelings, but I prioritize them. Mm. So I make sure that I'm doing things that allow me to feel creative, that allow me to feel abundant, that make me feel really wealthy. Lately, one of my favorite things to do is go to all of these local craft holiday like fairs and markets where local handmade artists are making and selling all kinds of things. And I'm buying something from as many people as possible. I have a budget and I just go to town and I support other creatives and other makers because I, I am a creative and a maker and it makes me feel really good to support them. But I also get really cute jewelry and mm-hmm. all these awesome earrings now. And I feel abundant because I have new things and options and, and wardrobe choices and those kinds of things. So the little choices that I can make that actually allow me to tap into like the best version of the life that I envision now are already helping me live that best version of my life 10 years down the road. Because mm-hmm. I'm already doing it. It's just on a smaller scale. I'm already doing it. Yeah, love it. You are doing it. I love that. And definitely giving back to this, the, the vendors and the crafters. I, I started off as a vendor <clears throat> in the beginning of my journey. Um, I was a vendor of jewelry and I, I think you just meet so many people. It's Mm -hmm. so much fun. And every time as a vendor and you sell something, you're just like, yay. So I love supporting those little, um, those little events that are out there and also this, uh, businesses online and stuff. So that's great. So what do you have coming up next for us? What's coming, what's coming around? So you bringing us. I am about to launch a podcast in November. We're putting the polishing touches on it. We're doing some interviews and some, some pre-recordings, but we're going to launch season one in November. It's going to be called the Unstoppable Sisterhood Podcast. Nice. And it's all about leaning into being unstoppable as women and then gathering a sisterhood around us that really helps support our dreams and our abilities to go bigger and do more. It's going to be epic. Um, it's under uh, Fempreneur Development, which is my friend's brand. And we're going to be co-hosting this. I think we're doing like weekly um, to start. We might like double down on some, some weeks because we've got so many. I'm like, can we just launch with like 52 episodes? Because like I'm so ready to just start recording and having all the conversations. Super mm-hmm. excited. And then I'm also um, launching a 
12-week program in January with a couple of friends. It's going to be all about the why behind what you do, your signature offer, and then launching it into the world. It's going to be really awesome. I'm super oh, excited fun. for quarter one. Yeah. That sounds amazing. So how can people find you and reach out to you if they want to get started on all this stuff? Sure. I am the Jennifer Jane, J-A-Y-N-E, spelling, um, on Instagram or on Clubhouse. You can find me there as well. And I will give Catherine a link to my Facebook group if anyone wants to join. It's all about marketing confidence. Wow. Marketing confidence for female entrepreneurs. And we talk about your core values and really putting those into all of your marketing to make it magnetic and amazing and bring the right people into your life. Great. Awesome. So all of Jennifer Jane's information will be in the podcast notes as always in the show episode notes. So you could click those links, hit those buttons and get connected. So I just want to thank everybody. I just thank you so much, Jennifer, for coming on the show. And I just want to thank everybody for listening to Chakras and Cuss Words. Please comment, like, and subscribe, and please share with your friends. It moves me on up that podcast chain. So everybody, <laughs> yeah, everybody have an amazing day. Thanks Bye. for having me, Catherine. Bye. <laughs>